Hello and welcome to episode 75 of Kaiju Curry House, the fortnightly show that gives you a healthy dose of kaiju goodness every other Monday. I'm Paul, I'm joined by my co-host Smokey Joe, and today we're talking about dragons. Dragons! That's right Joe, dragons. Dragons! But before we go diving into the world of dragons. Dragons! I need to know, what have kaiju been up to? I've been I've been really excited for this dragons episode because I really like dragons. There are people who know me as Joe the Dragon Guy, so I'm pretty pumped. Um, in terms of what I've been doing related to kaiju goodness, honestly, not a lot. Um, I continue to get out into the world and go outside and exercise and all this good stuff. I get to see. So for those of you who do not know, I'm an American, I am in the UK, and my family is coming to see, well, one of my family is coming to see me soon. So basically I've been manically rushing to get my house in good order and tidy so that I can impress the yep. relation that is coming to the home. This is very important. Um, I've also been uh, ramping up my magic deck, magic gathering. Um, I mentioned in our last podcast episode, but there's a Dungeons and Dragons set that came out dragons and i love dragons and magic the gathering i was talking to paul about it before we actually started recording the episode and i have a five color ur dragon deck which lots of people have but it was my first commander deck in a while it kind of got me back in and i've just been tweaking it making it a little bit faster a little bit more streamlined and the dungeons and dragons set really helped with that but that's kind of what i've been up to lately um not a ton watched raya in the last dragon we can get into that later if that counts paul what have kaiju been up to joe i have also been enjoying the outside really it's just been so nice and warm in the evenings that i just want to sit outside and enjoy some fresh air rather than sat you know sit in front of a screen again but i have watched one film which is called, well, in the UK, it's called Inanimate, but in at least the US or other territories, it's called Harbinger Down. So I was struggling to find it on IMDb earlier when I was looking for further details, but it's done by Alec Gillis, who's, you know, mm-hmm. someone who've had on before. He um, He's actually the director of it, as well as doing the effects. So his company worked quite heavily on it. And it's got um, Lance Henriksen, Henriksen from Aliens in it. And to be honest, it's very, very much like a cross between Alien, but in the sea. So basically, there's um, a group of students who have have gone on a crabbing ship um, to study the effects of global warming, going out. Um, I think they're like tracking some whales, and when they're going through, because they're like traveling, it's a, crab, out, it's, a, it's a crabbing trip. It's a, it's a, but the fall of the whales. Yep. Learn about global warming. Yep. And this is a millennial movie. When when they're looking um, for the whales, they come across this strange beacon under the ice because it's really cold where they are. And um, anyway, they dig it up, and it's an old Soviet, um, like what they got with the the, um, the pod that's come down. It's, it's, it's been in space. It's it's come back Satellite. down. And it's got a person inside it. 
you know what they they come down in the spaceships. Oh, my brain's not working tonight. What are they called? Reentry pod. The reentry pods. That's it. There's a reentry okay. pod that's cool. been there for like thirty years. Captain um, America S, only Russian. Amazing. Yeah, that's it. And they so they open it all up as you do, just to see what's inside. And he's in remarkably good condition. The the spaceman. So that's a bit peculiar. And then it turns out there's these like tapeworm type things all over him. And so then it turns into a bit more the thing where it starts kind of like mutate, like the, the dead body, or the, what I thought was dead, has gone. Um, and then it starts to kind of like spread. You get infected by this this thing. And it's oh, it's really, it uses lots of practical effects, which was cool. But it did feel, I did feel very much like I'm watching Alien and the Thing cross together, but on a boat. Hmm. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's, I enjoyed it, but it was, it's very much um, familiar territory, I'll say. So there's nothing, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy with, with the actors and the story, but I did feel like I've seen it before and I've seen it better. I like what you said there. It's familiar territory. I'm going to use that in the future. That's yeah. Really good. Okay. <laughs> because ev everybody, I mean, like you could have a really amazing idea or an idea that you're really passionate about, but it may borrow elements from things that exist elsewhere that someone else may have seen something similar, but familiar. I like that. That's it's, cool. It's, it's, it's very, yeah. It's familiar. I mean, it's, it's if by no means a bad film. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I just feel like you could watch the thing or you could watch Alien. You know, there's just better examples of you know of this formula out there but if you were stuck on things to watch it's it's definitely worth watching it's on um there's an app on my tv called Rakuten, and it's on there and it's free you know so you can just watch it on demand free you can't really complain if you want to watch a monsterville um but it, but um yeah i mean it's got some gnarly monsters in it there's got some people being burnt because they're infected you know just like the thing so it's yeah it's it's cool. some it's something to watch it's something to watch if you like monster films um but other than that yeah i haven't really been up to much monster stuff because you say it's been nice weather and that's quite rare so i I'm mean just... it, it i mean for our international listeners england tends to rain or be kind of overshadowy or a little bit damp and windy most of the time <laughs> But in the summer, yeah, we get like much. three days of good weather. So, you know, kind of go for it. <laughs> yeah. So we've enjoyed that. But should we talk about some dragons? Dragons! I told Paul I was going to do that before we started yeah. recording this episode. Sorry Every single time. Old, but it makes him smile each time. So. It does, yeah. Hopefully it makes everyone else smile as well. Cool. Yeah, let's talk some dragons. I'm well up for this. I love dragons. Okay, so we talked about dragons last time, didn't we, in the last episode, and that's how this kind of came about. Mm -hmm. um, who was your favourite dragon, did you say, Joe? Or did you not? Uh, you don't have to have one favourite dragon. Oh, no? Okay. There are lots of cool <laughs> dragons out there. So just to ramble a couple off, there's the big male, Reign of Fire. There's Falcor from NeverEnding Story. There's Elliot from Pete's Dragon. All different versions. There's the Reluctant Dragon that Disney did. There's Nicol Bolas and a gazillion others from Magic the Gathering. 
I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the ones from uh, Dungeons and Dragons, but their human names could be like Ebendeth or Old Gnawbone or um, what else we got going on here? There's the dragon that killed Beowulf. There's just like, they, the list just goes on and on. Dragons are like the big bads or potentially the, like the really cool goods of a lot of different stories. They represent so many cool things and so many different cultures it's really hard to just narrow it down because a lot of them have their own different flavor if you know what i mean well see yeah because although we we call them dragon there's a whole different you know there's, there's loads of different types isn't there and they're not it's necessarily... like saying something's a dinosaur they're <laughs> different types of dinosaurs yes exactly yeah. which it's very strange so dragon because I always thought dragons like a species, but it's not at all, is it? It's just it's just a name. It's like a family. It's like yeah. a family with species within it. And that's because okay. different cultures all came to the dragon in one form or another. And it's really neat. So like early in this episode, um, our kids and I, uh, we watched Ryan the Last Dragon, which is a wonderful, wonderful, deep film. I highly recommend it. If you've got Disney+, Plus totally check out Raya and the Last Dragon because it's a really wonderful deep film. Um, my daughter's seven and there were some teary moments for her. Get, it gets a little bit dire in some places. It's not necessarily scary, but it just gets dire. She was really worried. So, you know, like we had, we had to, you know, like come together, her and I, you know, make sure that everybody's gonna be okay. We watched to the end. Spoiler alert everything ends up okay. It, it stays on that Disney level. Yeah, Disney, Disney came through with a happy ending. There, you heard it from me first, folks. But anyway, um, that was really lovely. And um, yeah, like, it's, I don't know. Dragons are just really cool. They represent something primal, but the notion of that a lot of primitive primal creatures aren't that intelligent or that they could be brute force like a dinosaur with dragons that doesn't necessarily apply because the dragon may not be intelligent but then there are lots of dragons that are really intelligent so before we started this podcast episode i was being nerdy and talking about magic again sorry folks but um in magic the gathering which is a long series of books by the way which are wonderful if you're bored pick some of them up i recommend starting with the brothers war or the thran and those are fantastic. They're on Kindle. But Nicol Bolas, who is a Magic the Gathering character, he's been like the big bad in Magic the Gathering for decades now. And he's kind of like a multi-dimensional dragon crime lord, epic boss. Like he's really cool. Like he knows all sorts of stuff. And the neat thing about him is the reason he's so cool is because he's so old and you learn things and dragons don't necessarily get weaker as they get older which is another thing that you, you can heap lore on dragons because they're these like they have different cultural identities you know depending upon which kind you choose uh where i come from in illinois um most recently from the united states uh they had the paisa bird which is a native american legend and that has a really cool story behind it um to give you the abridged version, basically this creature, which is, it was basically a dragon, only it had antlers like a deer and the face of a human. And it was carrying people off 
And then one day, um, the chief of this Native American people, that he decided to, you know, lure it out, call it out on a bluff, have his warriors with bows and arrows knocked, um, you know, and wait for it, and called it out, came carrying away. He threw himself down the ground, held on to the roots of this tree, and as it was trying to, you know, pick him up, couldn't quite get him because he was latched onto this tree, and they just shot it down with arrows. Now, the Pisa bird died, the chief died, but at least he was carried back to the village and had a proper funeral. So what they did to commemorate that story is on the bluffs near where I used to live is there was a Pisa bird painted by the Native Americans and every year, supposedly on the anniversary of this, they would go and shoot arrows at it. Um, it was lost, you know, due to wear and tear, time and age and um, Western progress. <clears throat> But uh, that's a really cool local legend from where I was from, but that was a Native North American, Native American legend that had a dragon in it, more or less. But you can go to like so many different cultures and find these really neat stories. But I guess what we should probably do is we should talk about the different types of dragons, shouldn't we, Paul? How many types of dragons are there, Joe? Okay, so... Do they have different names, these types of dragons, or...? Yeah, there's Bob, there's Kathy, there's Susan, there's Eric. Um, oh, I love Eric. Okay. okay, yeah, Eric's a good name. But anyway, um, so one way you could look at it is the number of legs and or wings they have. So you can go with a worm, W-U-R-M. And this is basically like a long snake, only it's like epic level massive. And it could have horns, it might not have horns. But a worm is like a legless, wingless dragon. There's a story called the lindworm. And basically this boy, he went fishing, caught this ugly little creature. And, you know, he's like, huh, that's kind of interesting, but not that interesting. He chucked it down the local well and he, you know, like lived his life. And then he went off to do his thing. When he came back, he found out that that ugly little thing had turned and grown into the lindworm. And people had tried to kill this thing, but every time they cut it up or whatever, the pieces would reform and it would become this monster again. So what he did is he got a suit of armor made with like spikes and knives kind of like jutting out of it. And when it coiled around him, he kind of just went into a river and just kept hacking at it. And the river washed the pieces away so that it couldn't reform. Uh -huh. And that's how it got beat. So, you know, that's... A, so basically, we've got a worm now. So W-U-R-M. That's where we can start. W-U-R-M. Worm. Okay. So the next thing that, go, that comes up, and drakes kind of come next. So drakes are dragons minus wings, and they have four legs, Right. So there are different interpretations of drakes because there are different video games, there are different books and movies, there are different folks with different ideas. But generally, when I've seen drakes portrayed in different types of media, they're four-legged wingless dragons. So we're like a step up from a worm now, you know, like we've got a dragon with legs, but no wings. Okay. So drakes there aren't too many drake stories they're just kind of a general nuisance i suppose you know they're like the wolf version of a dragon so that's a drake and then we go up to wyverns now wyverns, them. okay cool so a wyvern is like a dragon 
only instead of having no front legs, it has wings and hind legs. So in Reign of Fire, those dragons, you could technically classify those as wyverns. Okay. So there we go. Um, and then you can go to dragon proper, which is four legs, wings, and like the whole shebang. Now there are different offshoots of them. Like you can have an amphire, which is just like a worm with wings. That's an Egyptian myth. Codals, like as in Quetzalcoatl, that's a feathered amphire. So basically it's a feathered dragon with no legs, but it does have wings. So like there are all sorts of different variants. Like I said, these creatures, there's just too many different takes on them to really keep track of it all. But you can kind of, you know, weed them out based on what yeah. I just did. So there are different types. The other thing is too, is like what they breed. So Westerners typically see dragons breathing fire. That's what, you know, like we come to yeah. do it. So typical English, Welsh, it's a fire breathing dragon, darn it. So in Eastern cultures, dragons breathe mist or they bring water. So quite the opposite. You know, like you could see how those two would repel each other. Um, in Dungeons and Dragons, for instance, um, dragons can breathe lightning or spew an acid mist or, you know, what have you, depending upon what type of dragon it was. So just use Dungeons and Dragons, for instance, because that's another longstanding um, media group that's produced a lot of information on dragons. If you like this stuff that I'm talking about, Dungeons and Dragons, look up the Draconomicon. But um, you have chromatic dragons, which are like the goody dragons. And then you have, or no, you have the metallic dragons, which are like the goody dragons. And you have the chromatic dragons, which are the baddies. So the chromatic dragons are red, black, green, blue, and white. And then the metallic dragons, it's kind of changed depending upon the versions, but you generally get gold, silver, bronze, copper. And then, oh, what's that last one? I forget. I'm really bad. I'm sorry, folks. But uh, yeah, those are the goodies. And, you know, metallic ones tend to help people and the chromatic ones tend to eat them. So there you go. Uh, what other types of dragons can we look into here? I really like Eastern dragons because Eastern dragons tend to be like more mysterious kind, you know, like Western dragons, I guess it's just because like, that's what the stories you and I grew up with. So Western dragons, like smog, you know? Yeah. There's a big horde of gold, grumpy dragon, breeze fire. That's all you got to know. I mean, yeah, it could talk, could be intelligent, could be dumb as a box of rocks, who knows? But that's where it is. Narnia did the same thing. So, you know, like we have a dragon with cursed treasure, blah, 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 blah. But Eastern dragons, so Eastern dragons can change shape. They don't need wings to fly. They can, like, they can represent royalty or they can be like tricksters. It's really fun. So Eastern dragons, they can, I mean, I heard, I read in one book that was just going through them. Um, so sorry to pluck, you know, line from nowhere, but they can be a mile long or they can fit inside a raindrop. So that, I mean, like that's how it was described in that book. And one of the, oh, another really neat thing that I enjoyed was, um, so, traditional i think it was japanese and chinese dragons generally start out as carp or like a japanese dragon would start out as a koi 
And what it had to do was leap up a waterfall. And then if it, imagined, if it, if it managed to do that, it would turn into a dragon. I thought, you know, like that was like a lovely That's... story, you know, like, no, 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 they're, they're, they're different things, but you know, there are lots of really cool things that you can associate with dragons. There's no end to the amount of books or media that you can find about these oh, characters. Yeah. yeah, Paul, like ramble off some of your favorite dragons, dude. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, we'll take a break and then we'll come back and I'll share some of my love of dragons. Dragons! Hello and welcome back to Kaiju Curry House. This is your host, Joe, and I am joined tonight by regular co-host, Paul. You may notice a missing Alex. Alex is still on holiday, that lucky dog. Tonight, we are talking about dragons and how awesome they are. Paul has pulled together a list of some of his favorites because Joe couldn't narrow it down to like less than 100. <laughs> anyway, um, Paul, what you got? I He's screen sharing right now, and I can see a picture of Falcor the Luck Dragon and Atreyu from The NeverEnding Story. So that's where we're starting on a high note. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is, he looks like a dog, doesn't he? Oh, he's a fluffy he is all dragon. Fluffy. Yes, he he's is. got the log. Oh, he looks so adorable. And I think he would be a loyal companion to have. So, he is a loyal companion. Where yeah. have, you, have you not seen? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah, I've seen the Neverending Story. But all I just. Right, all right. Bonus round. Have you read the Neverending Story? No, I've not read it. Okay. Folks who are listening, if you liked the movie, The Neverending Story, maybe not its sequel so much, but if you like that original movie, you need to go out and read the book. It's on Kindle, it's on Amazon, it is not hard to find, but it is so good. And is it a kid's book? Yes. However, is it a deeper book that adults will totally get? Yeah. Basically, at the end, when Bastion's making all the wishes in that movie, the bit that you remember so fondly, the story, that's where it starts. So basically, yeah. you've been watching the prologue to the book. So when Bastion starts making all these wishes, he's, every time he makes a wish, he forgets something about himself. And when he has completely forgotten himself, he is stuck in Fantasia. So Bastion makes a lot of wishes to make Fantasia better, to make his world better, all altruistic, but he's forgetting things about himself. He's becoming a little bit, you know, like not so cool every time he does it because he's forgetting a bit of himself. And Atreyu has to go and save him. So Bastion saves Atreyu, and then Atreyu has to save Bastion. It's really cool. So yeah, you need okay. to read The NeverEnding Story. You need to read it. It is a lot longer and a lot cooler than a lot of people realize. <laughs> Tangent over. Okay. Well, I like that dragon. And it's different from the normal dragon. It's a furry dragon that I say that looks like a dog, human kind of eyes. It's, yeah, that's a... Uh... One of the many oh, yeah. types of dragon. Well, so we got now awesome. Reptilicus. Oh, Reptilicus. So we've we've already discussed the film on the show, and yes, we, we don't see him fly, at least in the version we saw. But he no. does have wings and he does fly on one of on the other cut, doesn't he? So Yes, he does. So he's he's I'm trying to think, so he's almost two different types of dragon. Reptilicus would classify as a. He, does he have front legs? I can't remember now. I think he yes, yes. I'm sure he's got front and back legs. Okay, yeah. If he has front and back legs, he would be a traditional dragon. 
I don't know how long they are. They might be quite small eggs, but he has got... Does does size not matter, Joe? It never matters. It's how you use them. Yeah, let's let's not spend too much time on Reptilicus. Okay, well, I mean, that's there. That was another picture. (laughs) We love a picture of this. Okay, so do you remember the film Sucker Punch? I try to forget that movie. Okay, right. Well... It did have a really cool dragon in it. It had a really Be- cool dragon. Because that film was just amazing special effects and fights and then some not so nice stuff that we tried to forget about. Yeah. But but for the action bits, <laughs> Zack Snyder, he knows how to do a like do amazing fight scenes. Yeah. So, so I saw that dragon in the trailer and then that soldier on the film. Yeah, I was really amped for that. Okay. And then I saw the film and I was like <laughs> I came here for a dragon. I feel like I've been tricked. So, uh, yeah. I mean, that dragon, that didn't have any sort of character, did it? It was just... It was just a dragon. It was just a dragon. It's like, hey, let's throw some really cool stuff at the audience. It was just a rowdy dragon. Yeah. Yeah. For like, what, 30 seconds, a minute, Paul? I don't think he was in the... He, probably, he was there for the trailer. Yeah. It was the trailer just like, shows you basically... All you need to see. <laughs> Bit of a letdown there. Joe did not prefer Sucker Punch. No, but still, it's cool. Looks cool. Now, I was impressed that you actually knew the name of Ridley. Joe, yeah. probably this earlier. So Super my Metroid. Brother, yep, my brother was a big Metroid fan. Samus kicks a lot of butt. She's awesome. She does, yeah. She, she is a very, very awesome bounty hunter. And there's that pesky Ridley who goes in and steals the metroid now i say in the box art he's red in the game he seems to be more purple i think you'll see him purple when he's in smash brothers and then in metroid prime he kind of comes i think he's kind of like back from the dead and he's a bit more um mecha so he's got Mm. kind of like metal frames on his wings he's got a metal jaw and stuff so he goes through many evolutions but he uh, is he a dragon? Because he looks, he's got the wings, which makes you think, you know, the wings and tail, which are like dragon, but he's much more like a almost dinosaur, like a, you know, because his, his jaw we, is so where long. Do we, where do we draw the line between dragon and dinosaur? I mean, dinosaurs, I dinosaurs and pterosaurs obviously inspired what came to become dragons. So to draw a line in the sand and say one's different from the other, I think is taking the wrong approach. Do you okay. ever see? We're going off on a tangent. We can do that all the time. Here. Did you ever see Dragon's World? It was something that the BBC did with the Discovery Channel. No. And it was really low. Okay. So it's, I think the title of the program was Dragon World, A Fantasy Made Real. And what you had was the Walking with Dinosaurs folks going through and making kind of like a spoof special that was basically... What if dragons did actually exist? Okay, that sounds and pretty cool. They went through all the biology of it. They had a really cool um, physical prop, which was a dragon that had been preserved in ice. And they were going through the stories. And as they like did forensics on this dragon, they were seeing like all the neat things that like confirmed a lot of myths and legends were true. And they explain dragons really nicely in that it was a great speculative evolution of dragons but one of the neat things that they did say is that dragons originated as a type of dinosaur 
during the Mesozoic and became their own specialized branch. And I thought that was neat. So hmm, okay. tangent, tangent over, but Dragon World, a fantasy made real. You can, if you find it on Discovery, if you find it on BBC, like it, it's out there, but it's really cool. So that's a Mecha Ripley, huh? Paul has so, changed the picture again for those who are just yeah, so Yeah, so audio says Mecha Ripley is now, it's changed from red to purple and he's got a lot more metal on him. Uh, that's from Metroid Prime, but still very, very cool. Now, one of your favorites, Joe, was Reign of Fire. That was a really fun concept. It was really neat to see dragons thrust in the limelight. Now, when I think and dragons, I think Reign of Fire because they were just awesome did, in that film. They, they did a great job. And Steve Wang, who we've had on the yes. show, had a uh, big part in shaping that dragon. And I will salute his work sun up, sun down, because those dragons look awesome. I don't think that there is an element of their biology that wasn't, you know, like reasonably uh, present to, you know, just kind of explain what they were, how they worked in that movie. It was really well done. Yeah. It, they were believable, I, weren't they? They, that, those dragons, I think, are the most believable dragons, short of the, the Discovery BBC documentary <laughs> that I just mentioned, but... If you're going to go with movie dragons, what's a believable dragons? You have to start with Reign of Fire. That's the benchmark, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm happy to yeah agree with that. What about How to Train Your Dragon? Oh, those were fun films. Because, I, like I mean, that's a great entry for kids there, isn't it? To see oh, loads yeah. of different Kaiju, types of dragons. Kaiju files, if you want to addict your kids to large, dangerous, scaly things, you can't, <laughs> you can't go much more better off than uh, How to Train Your Dragon. You're not going to go wrong there. Um, it's actually really funny. So the first time I saw this movie, my friend Dan and I had just come back from watching Paranormal Activity. And to say that it had scared the bejeebers out of us <laughs> is probably an understatement. So my pal Dan was just like, we need to watch a happy movie now. Okay. So we watched How to Train Your Dragon and I really enjoyed that still had like nightmares jittered awake all night because I have an overactive imagination, but I really enjoyed How to Train Your Dragon. And uh, it's kind of funny because the book that inspired it isn't really the story of Hiccup. I think the book is written by Hiccup the Horrible or something like that. And it's just the different types of dragon that you encounter. It's like the dragon bestiary. It isn't really the story of how Burke became what it is and everything. But yeah, I really love How to Train Your Dragon. And they're great like films to like have kids grow up with. And there's also a Netflix series. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. No, I mean, I've seen it pop up on Netflix. So I've never actually watched it. I might have to put it on for the kids to watch. Netflix does a really good job with DreamWorks and those uh, shows because what they do is they get the voice actors doing those roles again. And they keep the animation style consistent. So it's really lovely what they've done with How to Train Your Dragon on there. I recommend those. They kind of fill in the gaps in between the movies as well. Okay. Yeah, we like them. They're, they're fun, friendly dragons. Oh. That's but, um, the one from Evolution. Evolution. Right now, Evolution, I love that film. They're such a great film. And those dragons are much smaller than the ones I'm used to seeing in yeah. films because they're normally and, a lot bigger. But this is like a person-sized dragon. And head and shoulders will kill it. Yeah, head and shoulders. Because of, the, because of the selenium inside of head and shoulders. That, yeah. That's right. And that's... I, 
I like that movie right up until that bit because then for me it was just like this is a commercial. <laughs> it was it was a commercial. I was I, I no I think that was great that film. They went all I mean even at the end of the film they did like a whole head and shoulder head and shoulders yeah, commercial did. but did they so they you know they that was that was really so wore it. But you have product placement out the wazoo. Yeah. yeah, a dragon killed by head and shoulders. I mean to be fair, if anything ingested head and shoulders, I would have serious concerns about its health. But you know, <laughs> there we go. But yeah, that design reminded me much more of like almost like a dinosaur with wings as opposed mm -hmm. to a dragon. But maybe that's to do with the size of it not being as big as some of the others. Is now, it the Erebus? In I couldn't know how to pronounce it, but in Willow, I know there was a two-headed dragon. Yeah, the Erebus. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. But actually, why is why is that a dragon? Because it doesn't have wings, or I mean, it. What makes it a dragon? Again, it's a fire-breathing, scaled, toothy monstrosity. Okay. It's really hard to draw a line for what is a dragon and what is not because there's so many different interpretations of yeah. it. Yeah, and it's referred dragons to as a are, dragon. That's dragons it. are just one of those magical things now that if you call something a dragon, it can just be a dragon. It can just be a it's, dragon. It's, it's okay. Oh, that's nice. Dragon fans can just be dragon fans. It's a really inclusive community because it's just so broad. Okay, I like that way of looking at it. So a Komodo, a Komodo dragon. dragon, the real life dragon. Actually, <laughs> I prefer the uh, Eastern flying dragons, the Dracovolans. Have you ever heard of those? No. Okay, so they're tiny little things, but they okay. live in trees and they have specialized ribs that extend out. They have four legs, and when the ribs extend out, they can glide. So they do become okay. flying dragons. Completely <laughs> harmless, unless you're like a cricket or something. But they come in a variety of colors, and they're amazing. Okay, yeah, that's cool. The Komodo dragon is legit. I mean, the Komodo awesome. dragon—they're pretty vicious things, aren't they? Well, I've seen them in the zoo. Um, they tend to lie around a lot. Oh, do they? Although okay. I've spoken with some zookeepers, and apparently they develop like little lovey-dovey personalities. They can, they can kind of bond with you a bit. Still a dangerous animal, by no means <laughs> domesticated. Watch your fingers. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Okay. dragons have a lot of interesting things about them, such as they used to prey on pygmy elephants. And there was a larger species in mainland Australia called Meg Megalania, I think. And that was like a 30-foot version. Yikes. And, well, yeah, everything in Aust Australia was scary. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, they're, they're really lovely. That is the last living um, apex vertebrate land predator on the planet in its ecosystem oh, okay i'll just hope they stay around now i didn't watch regal regal and drogon i think are those two so the dragons actually have names in the show do they oh yeah 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 she names them after like um her brother her yeah her brothers and then her uh lover that died Okay. And uh, yeah, Drogon's the big, the big one, and he's black and red, and Rhaegal is the green one, and uh, Viserion is the yellowish one, if I remember correctly. The Game of Thrones dragons are really awesome. Um, they borrow a lot, I think, from Reign of Fire, but they're really neat creatures, and they have so many epic scenes in that show. I just, I really enjoyed them. Uh, 
Game of Thrones itself, I remember watching the first season, I'm like, oh, okay, it's kind of a good show. It's another like, you know, sword and sorcery, you know, fantasy show, cool, cool. And then like, you see the dragons hatch at the end of the first season. I was like, whoa, there's dragons. And that's how Joe got hooked on Game of Thrones because <laughs> they had dragons. But yeah, they're neat. They're neat. I think that they come into their own the last three seasons. That's when they're really cool. Wow. Okay. I will watch the show at some point. It's good. It's a decent show, but yeah, I think that they really tried too hard to just get it finished too quickly. Those last few seasons. Is that Bahamut? Now, who is that? How, yeah. How do you pronounce it? Bah Bahumut. Bahamut. Yeah. Bahamut. Okay. Is that Bahamut? Yes, or it's at least one of the many pictures of him out there. Because I only know him from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, there are different but, versions of Bahamut out there. Um, Bahamut is a D is not a DC character. Goodness me, he's a Dungeons and Dragons a D and D character. <laughs> yeah, so Bahamut is like the goody version of Timat. So for D and D fans, oh, there, for okay, folks, or for folks who watch the cartoon, you'll be familiar with Timat. Five heads, all dragons. They're the chromatic dragon heads. Timat, okay, yeah, because I call him Tiamat, but yeah, and then. Tiamat. And then uh, Bahamut is the goody. And the fun thing about Bahamut is like most metallic dragons out there, he can change shape. He can polymorph. Oh, okay. And he spends a lot of time hanging out as a monk. And if you need him, he can become the big bad. But most of the time, he's just kind of like a nice dude wandering around, spending wisdom, being right. lovely. Okay, yeah. Because in, I mean, in the game, he is the dragon but he does seem to evolve through the series so although it's the same name he always seems to be changing shape and getting either bigger or badder hmm. but yeah he looks cool i mean that's that's the main thing you know a picture of joe there right we've oh, got to mention Ghidorah, even yeah, if just for a little bit just to say a kaiju podcast of course yeah. we're gonna mention Ghidorah. i mean three-headed golden super dragon fights godzilla on numerous occasions and mothra um we love how how intelligent is Ghidorah? Maybe mm. not so intelligent, even though it has three heads. But uh, what Ghidorah lacks, perhaps, in intelligence, it makes up for in brute strength. Exactly. That's it. I mean, it's not the brightest. But then, I mean, she's under brain control sometimes, so... I mean, if your brain can be controlled, can you be that bright? No. But, uh, yeah, we love Ghidorah. <laughs> Ghidorah has such an iconic design. I mean, exactly. What, what's better than a dragon with one head? Dragon with two heads. Dragon better than a dragon with two heads? Three <laughs> heads! <laughs> but yeah, Ghidorah, Ghidorah is a master. Of, uh, you had a mastery of special effects with Ghidorah because you have the three heads that you have to control. You have the two wings. You have the two tails. There's obviously a person walking around in it for most of the character's history. Yeah. I mean, in the most recent iteration, we had three mocap guys banding together to be Ghidorah. You, it's pretty epic, isn't it? Ghidorah's epic, both in the making of concept and the character execution. You got Ghidorah has a lot of charisma, and that's why it's always going to be in Toho's like top five. I think it's going to be in my top five dragons as well. There we go. Just to put it out there. Um, another another Drogon. Say, I mean, Game of Thrones. I remember seeing, I think, an episode trailer. And you just see that dragon flying across, breathing fire, destroying an arm. And I was thinking, actually, that does look pretty cool. Still didn't make me watch it, but I thought it looked pretty cool. 
I'll give yeah. him that. That was a pretty epic moment, not gonna lie. She just flies out and then she comes back. And this guy, John Snow, who apparently knows nothing, is like, What did you do? She's like, I have less enemies than I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by a, probably nice. a few thousand. Yeah. But she she rode out and she toasted him. There's time cool. So time at from Dungeons and Dragons. Now, as you said, this is quite interesting because there's a lot of heads there. We've got five heads. Mm-hmm. And they all breathe a different thing, don't they? So the 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 red one, I think, is the one that do, yeah. do they the all talk dro- for starters? So yes, they they all can speak. They, they all um, speak. Okay. So the red one is the red chromatic dragon. It breathes fire, and the black dragon. Yeah. Um, I think it breathes like I want to say acid. The blue dragon, I know, breathes lightning. The white dragon breathes like a frost kind of freezing effect. And then the green dragons breathe. Must be some sort of toxin, toxic. Well, yeah, it, okay. it, yeah, the green dragon, it's either the black or the dream, green that I'm mixing up. I think it might be the black that's toxic and the green one's acid. Okay. But, um, yeah, they all breathe different things. It seems like the ultimate dragon. Yeah, um, Time Rat's <laughs> classified as a dragon, a draconic deity much like Bahamut, and um, she is the mother of all chromatic dragons. Okay, yeah. Well, she's very badass, I have to say. Um, there's probably Charizard, loads. I say, Charizard Pokemon might have lots not, of dragons. Charizard is not technically a dragon. He is what? A fire, he is a fire and flying type Pokemon. But... Oh. Well, he looks like a dragon to me. This this is Pokemon logic, okay? You can't you can argue with Pokemon. So, logic hang on. so is there, is there a dragon type? Po- I don't know Pokemon. Is there a dragon yeah. type? Yeah, there is a dragon type. Oh, there actually is um, a dragon type. Okay. Yeah, Dragon Knight is probably what the example of a dragon Pokemon is. Huh. Um, he just looks like a chubby, happy Charizard. To be fair, <laughs> but um, Charizard is fire and flying through some trick. I wow. think it so because all right so the first nine pokemon pokemon one through nine are bulbasaur ivysaur venusaur squirtle squirtle wartortle blastoise charmander charmeleon and charizard and they all start out as like grass fire water and then their ultimate evolutions i think that um charizard had fire and flying venusaur had poison and grass and then Blastoise just got water. But um, I think that they were originally all supposed to have two types, and Charizard's was fire and flying. Okay. But yeah, um, there were, I don't, I think that Dratini, Dragonair, and Dragonite were the only dragon type Pokemon in the original 150. And then they expanded on it from there. I don't know. If Charizard's ever going to get that dragon nod, but I, well, probably not. Then, but I, thank you for educating look, me on that. It certainly looks like a dragon. Because yeah, I assumed he was a dragon, or at least a, yeah, I didn't. I, I don't know. But do you? Do you have? A I favorite, like him. Do you have a favorite Charizard battle? I don't. I don't know. I don't know Pokemon. All right, Ash's <laughs> Charizard versus Blaine's Magmar. That was epic back in okay. the day. Was that? In the TV show or one of the yeah, films? Yeah, in the TV okay. show, took place in a live volcano. It was nice. epic. Oh, okay. Um, 
Oh, we another Ridley there. there. But yeah. um, okay, oh, puff we got the magic dragon. Puff. Yeah, puff the magic dragon. Live by the based on a song. I had that. I had that VHS movie. It really little Jackie paper like the whole nine yards. It was great. I remember. I think my mum had the vinyl like, record yeah, of the song. I know, but later on, like you're kind of thinking, it's like, is this? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Is this song about what I think it is? <laughs> I think it is about what we think it is. I mean, we're trying. I mean, this is this is kind of like when they when they took like aliens and made it into like action figures for little kids. It's yeah, like, this, it is, is this song for little kids? <laughs> Are you trying to make it something that it isn't? But yeah, I remember that VHS with like the green dragon and his little green bow tie and everything. It was so hokey, but it's very random. But God, I think we ha- God love it. Yeah. yeah, I think we just had to mention Puff, who is just a very simple green dragon. He's got no wings, but he's I know dragon esque. He, he, he just he just relies on imagination, dude. Yeah, he he is an awesome dragon. Love we got love Puff the magic dragon. Ah, uh, Amanda. Amanda. So is Mandra a dragon? Because I always thought she was a sea serpent. A, tra- a but, well, okay. or a Chinese dragon, I suppose. This is Manda is your typical Eastern dragon. It, okay. It is water based. It has that long snake like shape. Well, that's it because um, Manda is basically a snake with yeah, a couple has, of. So <laughs> couple here's of so here's an interesting fact for you. So with Eastern dragons, the number of toes that the dragon has um, signifies how powerful or what it's representing so the more oh. toes the more legit the dragon so if your dragon had five claws i think it was um it represented the emperor and if you had a picture of that dragon round your person or hung up somewhere that was no goes you would get in big trouble for that um so yeah but this is That's amanda cool. is your typical eastern dragon and I really like the fact that it's associated with water because Eastern dragons generally are. I think that is because they are based on Chinese alligators. Um, right. That obviously, those sense. live in water. Yeah. Um, they burrow into sea. They they burrow into uh, riverbanks. They're they're kind of neat. They're relatively rare, but uh, that's about the most dragony sort of thing that you can find in that region. Oh, okay, that's cool smog yeah yes. we can't we can't get through any dragon list without mentioning smog yeah so, so smog so that's the hobbit um token made oof. probably the most iconic dragon of the 20th century yeah and it is a western fire breathing dragon who likes his gold took he took erebor from the dwarves in the hobbit and smog is just the dragon um, how does he get brought down? Spoilers, there is a black arrow involved. It requires uh, Bard Bowman. And it's just really awesome. Now, the movies, I, I feel like the movies, could have been, the movies could have been much shorter than they were. I love Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. I think it is well nigh the most perfect string of movies ever made based on books. But what happened with the hobbit is they just bloated that kids film and i know that they're taking uh bits that uh also set up lord of the rings there are a bit of like things that uh tolkien wrote that are incorporated in the hobbit which are legit that they put into that story but it's like 
150 page kids book and they turned it into like three three hour movies you were you didn't need to add that much material however as a dragon fan i gotta say they did smog beautifully and benedict i apologize on the name i've tried to do this a couple of times benedict cumberbatch benedict cumberbatch cumberbatch okay cumberbatch. there we yeah. go he did a great job um portraying smog voicing him and i think that they got a great voice actor for that yeah so that's what i think that film that that i know we say rain of is the most realistic dragons this is the the most animated dragon i guess the, the most emotion and voice and everything coming together smog it's... is iconic he is just iconic and they had to get smog right and this is a fun fact so in the hobbit when they released that a hobbit the unexpected journey they hadn't got smog's design down pat yet so when he in the original version when he bursts through the doors of erebor you can see that he has front legs and hind legs and wings where when we actually get to see him he only has these wings that also kind of have hands on them so it, it's kind of fun to see how the design was still in the in the works it's a bit of like a fun movie flaw i don't know if they yeah. corrected it i got the blu-rays recently and the four legs are still in there but <laughs> I, I like I said I think Smog is just iconic and I love that character and I think they did a fantastic job with him. That looks oh, like another Baham right that's there. That's just Baham right there. But anyway, I think we need to take another break and then finish this off. Hello and welcome back to the third and final part of Kaiju Curry House, where we've been talking dragons. Dragons! I think we've done enough waffling now, Joe, and it's time we gave our recommendations. Now, as you said, you've got lots of recommendations as you are definitely a dragon lover. I, I'm like I'm, a donkey in Shrek. I mean, like, I love me some dragons. That's another, yes, enough one to go for. There's so many dragons in things. Because I'm not a massive fantasy guy, but I do love dragons. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to recommend a few films, I guess. I mean, we were talking about dragons and we didn't mention Sinbad. 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 We did mention... Seven no, it's amazing. But we've talked about that. We so have talked much. about that a lot. Okay. Um, now, Komodo, Komodo dragons. Have I've you seen, seen the Komodo. film Komodo? Yes, I have. Yes. yes, I have. Now, I remember watching that back in the, I think it was nineties, like late nineties. Yeah. It was really good at the time. I don't know special if it still effects, holds up. Special effects were really good. It was like the Jurassic Park effects team, wasn't it? So it was. Yeah. It was good. But um, the thing is, though, is does the story hold up now that you're like a decade or two older? Maybe not. That, that would be interesting. I recommend that I go back and watch that. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe our listeners check it out if they haven't seen it, because I'm sure it was a good family film. I'm hoping. Was it not family friendly? It was family friendly, wasn't it? You're I mean, looking. It, it, it's Komodo dragons eating people. I mean, I don't know if you can Yeah, but it, uh, Jurassic Park was dinosaurs eating people. Well, that's dinosaurs, man. I mean, <laughs> it's a Steven Spielberg picture. We know they end up okay. Uh, okay. Well, they don't all end up okay, but okay. Um, Muldoon lived in the book. I'm going to bring that up right oh, now. Oh, did he? Okay. Please continue. Sorry. So, um, You mentioned, um, was it Wyvern? Wyvern? Is that how you pronounce Wyver it? Wyverns, yeah. Wyverns, okay. There's a sci-fi film, like, a, like an asylum movie. I know the one you're about to bring up. And it's called Wyvern. You're, you're recommending this, Paul. I thought it was really good. I was surprised because I watched it. I've, you know, as I said, I've watched sci-fi films. And I always think, 
I know what I'm getting myself in for, but I, I thought that that was actually a, a well put together film. Okay. Maybe I, I had some lemonades at the time. I can't really remember, but I'm going to suggest that our, our listeners, viewers check out either Wyvern or Komodo. And I hope that they're at least still decent. <laughs> That's all I can say. I thought they were good at the time, but it's been 10, 20 years, so maybe not. There we go. Okay, Joe. Um, if nothing else, what can you recommend us? All right, I'm going to give you a few dragons here. First of all, Imagine Dragons. Great band. you got to check them out. They're fantastic. They're usually on the radio or on the top 20s, <laughs> but go ahead, Imagine Dragons. Got a lot of favorite songs done by them. Um, the Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. That is one of the most iconic films in all of, films and books in all of fantasy. And um, you got to get your kids on the book. Do you not want to read the book? Okay, the BBC did a radio play back in the day, which you can download, or if you're really out to get it, you can get the discs on Amazon. But it's an old radio play. It's really lovely. It kind of reads like an acted out audio book. But The Hobbit is wonderfully wholesome. It's a great adventure story. And it is iconic. It has smog in it. So check that out. Um, the next thing that I'm going to recommend, by all means, Seven Voyages of Sinbad. That's a pretty iconic dragon. It's yeah. fun, although it is at the tail end. So what we're going to instead do is tell you to read The NeverEnding Story, which has Falcor the Luck Dragon in it. The NeverEnding Story is a fantastic book. It is deep it deals with a lot of like how you see, how you see and portray yourself to others but if you're younger it's also just a really fun story so if you want to read that to your kids if your kids want to read it it applies to all age groups ideally though what i would say is you want to be around 12 13 years of age when you start reading that and the movie's great but like i said that's really only the prologue of the book so it just gives you an idea. If you really love that movie, the book is a wild ride that you really enjoy. Um, the next thing I'm going to go and say is if you like games, Dungeons and Dragons. So as the name implies, there are dragons in this game. However, it's whatever you want it to be. If you want to get some friends together, you, there are like, there's a Dungeons and Dragons game or budget for anybody. You can literally just print off some basic rules from online make up some characters and off you go. You are using your imagination, which isn't, it, it just isn't done enough these days. You're using your imagination and you are having fun with, fun with friends. And all you gotta do is invite some people around, have some sheets of paper and that's it. Usually it ends in busting doors down, making out with orcs and talking stupid to dragons, but it starts out like an epic fantasy. So. Dungeons and Dragons is always a really fun time. The next thing I'm going to say is if you're of an older persuasion, say minor Paul age, um, you're going to want to check out Reign of Fire. Reign of Fire is a wonderful film. Um, it was done by the same crew that uh, did the X-Files movie. And it's got a really great apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic uh, ambiance to it. It has Gerard Butler, Christian Bale, and Matthew McConaughey in it. And all of them, I have been told, look dead sexy at one point or another in that film. So it's got something for everybody, folks. You can show it to your gal pals. But 
we have Reign of Fire on the table. And then last but not least, a recent addition to the crew, Raya and the Last Dragon. If you haven't seen it, it's on Disney+. Plus. You can get it off of Amazon. I think I spent seven pounds to get the disc off of Amazon so that we can pop it in the uh, van while we're going on a road trip. But it's really lovely. And the whole message of the story is based on trust and understanding and forgiveness and recognizing that because people do the wrong thing, that doesn't necessarily mean that they wanted to or that they knew it was the wrong thing. And you should forgive them for doing things like that. But it's just a breathtakingly beautiful animated film. It has a great message and it's Disney. So it's a bit corporate, but at the same time, it's safe. So you can go with that. But those are just a few, few of the dragon recommendations that I can give you. If I've missed anything, please let me know. I may not have heard of it. So by all means, comment and suggest away when you listen to this. I would love to know what you think are some iconic dragons or what you would recommend to us. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, Did no, I miss anything? I, I, you're the dragon guy. So if you miss something, then well, our listeners will let you know because I, <laughs> I think we've covered pretty much all the main dragons. There we go. I want to give a special shout out to the folks that know me as Joe the Dragon Guy. You know who you are, and I miss all of you. So thanks for listening. And as always, folks, keep it kaiju. Mm-hmm.